October is a significant month, marking Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month, a time when we come together to remember, honor, and support the brave women who have experienced these profound losses. At Hey Hannah, we believe that sharing their stories is a powerful way to connect, heal, and make a difference. Before we dive into these incredible stories, let's take a moment to recognize the strength and vulnerability of the women who have joined us. We extend our heartfelt gratitude to them for their courage and their willingness to be open and honest about their experiences. But why is it so crucial to bring awareness to pregnancy and infant loss? Well, here's a staggering statistic that might give you a sense of its significance. According to the World Health Organization, approximately 2.6 million babies are stillborn each year, and an estimated 2.8 million newborns pass away within their first month of life. These are not just numbers. They represent the countless lives affected by this heartbreaking reality. Now let me tell you why Hey Hannah is dedicated to this cause. Hey Hannah is an ongoing platform that's deeply personal to me. It's a place where I remember my own infant loss, my precious Hannah. Through Hey Hannah, we strive to bring awareness, offer support, and create a community where people who are suffering can find comfort, connection, and belonging within Hannah's Hive. Throughout this episode and the others to follow, you will hear remarkable stories from strong, resilient women who found hope and healing through their experiences. These stories will touch your heart, inspire you, and remind you that you're not alone. Together we can shine a light on a subject that's often kept in the shadows and provide solace to those who need it most. So grab a tissue, get ready for some inspiration, and let's dive into the stories of Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month right here on Hey Hannah. Stay tuned because you don't want to miss a moment of these incredible narratives. Thank you for joining us today. And remember, together, we can make a difference. Welcome to the Hey Hannah podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Maya Fields. But to my friends and those who know me well, I'm just Maya. I'm a higher education administrator, a mother, and a wife of 14 amazing years. But above all, I'm a Christ follower. This podcast is a special platform created to honor the memory of my beloved daughter, Hannah. It's here that I have the chance to have the conversations that I never got to have with her. To share the wisdom and love I wish I could have passed on. It's a reminder to cherish the precious moments we're given and a testament to the power of healing, hope, and personal growth. If you're someone who's seeking personal growth, inspiration, and practical advice to build a solid foundation for a successful and fulfilling life, 
this is a place for you. Join me as we honor Hannah's memory together. Laugh, cry, and learn. Get ready for a podcast that is so much more than you could ever imagine. The Hey Hannah Podcast. Healing hearts, one conversation at a time. so much for tuning in. We have a special guest today, Lindsay Wimmer. She is the executive director and founder of the Star Legacy Foundation. And I am so grateful that she said yes to come on my podcast and just talk a little bit about all the amazing work that she does. Definitely, um, she's doing amazing things and very notable in the um, pregnancy and infant loss space and amongst the healthcare community. So Lindsay, thank you so much for being here. I absolutely appreciate you taking the time to do so. It's my pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. Absolutely. So can you tell us a little bit about the origin of Star Legacy Foundation and about some of the work that your organization does? Yeah. Um, my family and I actually started Star Legacy Foundation after uh, my first son was stillborn, almost um, a little over 19 years ago, so it's it's been been a while. Um, but really, at that point, I I started to want to figure out what, you know, as a health professional, how did I not know how much this was happening, how often it was happening, um, and and just I was just so blindsided by the whole experience. And so, really, that was kind of you know our our origin. We. Um, started by just raising money for research because we wanted to to make a difference. But as I got to know some of the researchers and, and a little bit more um, engaged with some of the the work that was happening, saw lots of other opportunities for us to fill some gaps and and you know make a difference. And so that's kind of it's just morphed over time um, into what we are now, which is um, you know one of the the largest nonprofits in the United States that is focused on um, pregnancy and infant loss um, prevention and then care when prevention is not possible. Absolutely. Um, You know, it's very unique. And you mentioned like you felt like you were blindsided and you have some impressive credentials in healthcare. So can you just tell us a little bit about your background? Because it's interesting to even know that someone who knows as much as you about you know, healthcare can still be blindsided by something that can seemingly happen at any point. And it's just so, you know, it's scary and nerve wracking, but also it's not as much education out there as we would like it to be. Absolutely. I'm a um, nurse practitioner. I worked in pediatrics, so I wasn't in um, obstetrics, but I'm a nurse practitioner. And I actually remember even, you know, telling my family, was I sick for the month that we must have covered this in school? Like, what? what is the deal? And I, I went back and looked at some of my old textbooks and saw that when they talked about um, pregnancy loss, which, of course, they called fetal demise, there was really one paragraph in an enormous textbook about maternal child health issues. And that paragraph basically said, in situations of a fetal demise, the family is going to need additional support. It didn't even really give a lot of information about what that support should look like. And so it it inspired me, but also infuriated me at the same time, because it, it gave me some reassurance that I wasn't just a horrible student who missed this major portion of my training, but it was really frustrating that 
for just like myself, so many health professionals don't get any training on on this really important issue. And, and I think, you know, it's one of those difficult topics that's hard to talk about. We're, our society in general is not very good at talking about death, but especially yeah. when you're talking about the death of um, small um, children and, and babies, it's just not a, a comfortable conversation to have. And so most people try to avoid it. And and that really has just kind of led to a this, um, you know, stigmatization of this type of loss. And it becomes a taboo type of topic. Yeah. I know another situation that I had, in, and I talked to so many lost families that have had similar things where as soon as they start telling about their situation, then people come out of the woodwork and say, well, that happened to yeah. me too, or that happened to my sister, or my mom had three losses. or, And and it's, you know, it, it lets us know that we really aren't as lo- alone as we may feel, but it's really sad that even people that we know really well have carried this type of a pain that they haven't felt comfortable talking about. And I think that has just spilled over into the the medical community. And so, you know, so many times um, physicians and midwives and, and other health professionals will say, well, you know, that this isn't a fun thing to to bring up to to families. And I'm like, yeah. I get it, but not not much in healthcare is a fun and <laughs> exciting topic to bring up. Nobody wants to talk about breast cancer either, but we do yeah. it. And and so I think you know, some of that has to be, um, you know, a lot of what we are fighting, so to speak, is just some of that, that societal pressure to um, avoid these types of topics. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You definitely hit on a lot of key points. I feel like, and um, this is no knock to my OBGYN because I think he was amazing, but I just feel like he really just didn't have the tools to really support me well um, through, just what was going on. And he mentioned, I remember a conversation. He's like, um, you know, I got into OB because it's one of the um, more happy avenues of healthcare. Like you're excited, you know, you're having a baby. So this is going to be kind of like, I guess the fun healthcare lane. Um, So unfortunately, you know, when you have a baby that passes away, it's not any kind of like what he didn't sign up for, which I get it. I mean, I didn't either, but um, I completely get that. And, but these, the support is still needed, you know? So um, thank you so much for what you're doing. And um, you mentioned an important thing too, like we are living with people, friends with people, family members, and you don't know the burden that they're carrying. I feel like I um, received so many messages of support from old college girlfriends, high school girlfriends, just people from, around different places when I mentioned that Hannah had passed away. And I had no idea that they'd ever dealt with these types of things. I was very thankful that they were reaching out to support me, but then you also feel like that's such a huge impact on their life. That's something they will never forget, such a burden that they are carrying daily. And I I didn't know. Absolutely. And I, I felt so bad that either I hadn't, you know, somehow I was supposed to magically know, or that I hadn't, you know, made them feel comfortable enough to share that in some way, or, or just that, you know, I don't know that there's really any rules, but it was just another kind of added layer of, of guilt that I feel so bad that there are people that I care so much about, um, that, that I didn't know their whole story, or I didn't, 
I wasn't available to them in a way that they might have needed me to be. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's a very good point. Well, hats off to you for being in pediatrics. Um, my two little guys are, my four-year-old just turned five the, like a week or so ago. And then um, my oldest will be seven in February. So we were in for the, the well check. And let me tell you the little, <laughs> they are a handful. Um, you know, my son, so the pediatrician's going through, you know, the ropes, show me your ears, your hands, you know, whatever. And he's like, can you count? He's like, yeah, I can count. He said, do you know your ABCs? He said, well, do you know your ABCs? I'm like, um, listen, <laughs> the pediatrician knows his ABCs. I think, I think he's good there, but these little kids can really throw you for a loop. So hats off to you for being in a profession that gets to interact with them daily, because I'm sure you have some fun stories about interacting with the little people for sure. Lindsay, you mentioned, um, you know, a, a lot about just not having as many resources available during the time that you first experienced stillbirth and then the work that you do now to make sure more education and research is out there. Can you talk about some of the resources that Star Legacy Foundation offers? Yeah, of course. For for families, we, you know, really try to make sure that people right, you know, understand that they're not alone and that there are people that are wanting to to hear their baby's stories and to to help um, help them through through this. And so we have several support programs. We have um, a support line that's open to anyone who is impacted by these types of losses. We also have a series of support groups, um, some for um, couples, for dads, for grandparents, for those that are um, parenting um, older children, or those that are um, pregnant again. We also have one um, that's conducted in Spanish. And so we try to have just like a, a lot of different types of, of groups and we're constantly expanding that as well. We also have a peer support program, which actually mm -hmm. is one of our more popular programs and it just connects um, individuals up one-on-one -on -one with someone who has maybe had a similar experience. And so it, again, just trying to, to bridge that gap so that people don't feel like they're alone. And, and we want to um, make sure that people you know, have opportunities to to talk about their babies and, and talk about how it has affected their lives because I think processing through that is a, is a big um, piece of being able to to move forward and, and recognize how to create this new normal for everyone. But we also have um, programs for health professionals and we do a lot of education for health professionals. We um, promote and support a lot of research. We conduct some of our own research as well that looks mm -hmm. at both prevention and um, bereavement support um, elements of, of healthcare. We have a, a big conference every other year called the Stillbirth Summit, where we bring researchers um, and experts from around the world together to um, share what they are working on, but then also collaborate and, and brainstorm about where the research can go and, and even, you know, ideally opportunities for Star Legacy to help um, support their initiatives. So we have, um, you know, lots of lots of ways for um, anyone who is impacted by by these losses to to be involved or also to, to hopefully get the support that they feel like they need. You are definitely covering all the bases. It sounds like a wonderful um, amount of resources that you have. And I love that you're covering all the avenues from 
not just the immediate family, but the grandparents and the loved ones who are supporting the individuals who are experiencing the loss. I feel like that's very important as well, because, you know, as you as you mentioned, they're supporting those individuals, but they're also experiencing a loss, too. And Mm -hmm. you get a lot of your immediate support from like your parents, grandparents, those that are closest around you. But with it being a, a topic that's not discussed as much, they don't necessarily know how to support you all the time. They don't know the best thing to say. They're kind of scrambling as well. So it's good that there are resources for them too, because you're all going through a difficult process for sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, our, our grandparents group is, is one of our more um, popular, I guess, that's probably not the right word, but uh, we always have a very large group of, of grandparents. And I think mm-hmm. just what you're saying is they are relied on to support their adult children and, and others in the family, but there's not a whole lot of resources for them to then lean on and, and ask for support. And they, um, they're they in a unique situation too, because they, they have a duality to their grief, where uh, most of them will talk about how, of course, they are devastated over the the loss of their grandchild but Mm -hmm. the more immediate um, pain that they're having to deal with is watching their own child deal with such a significant um, life event that they can't just fix and so a lot of times they have to kind of work through that before they even get to their own own grief another thing that that is interesting and kind of adds to the complexity for grandparents in particular is that 30, 40, 50 years ago, it was Mm -hmm. very common for these um, families to be encouraged to just hurry up and forget that this ever happened. Don't see your baby, name your baby, don't have any services. Um, They wouldn't allow them to, you know, really kind of engage or interact with the baby at all. And the, the response was to forget that it happened and hurry up and get pregnant again. And so there, there may be a lot of grandparents who, who, through their childbearing um, years, saw people get this type of advice and may feel like maybe that's what's supposed to happen. Or a lot Mm -hmm. of them also maybe had their own losses and this was how it was responded to. And so there can be some kind of internal conflict and maybe even some some reprocessing of their own grief elements if if they had their own losses that they they weren't ever really able to, um, to talk about. Oh, man, that's an um, interesting perspective to consider and obviously just makes the whole um, grieving process and the process of loss a lot more complex as it already is. Um, Of the resources that you mentioned, are any of these virtual options or do you have to attend one of these groups in your area in person? Nope, all of our our groups are virtual. They're um, accessible to anyone who has, has access to phone, email, um, or or all of our um, groups are conducted over Zoom, and they're completely free for anybody. We really want to try to make them as accessible as possible. Oh, wonderful. I'm glad to hear that. Um, And the support line. So if you call into the support line, who are you going to speak with? Yeah, you're going to speak to one of our um, family support coordinators, and we have... um, social workers, um, child life specialists, um, nurses. We have lots of of medical people that um, have specialized training and and, um, experience with with these types of losses. Awesome. 
That sounds like definitely a, a great resource to have. Now, you mentioned also, I just want to circle back quickly to the Stillbirth Summit. Now, is the mm-hmm. summit only for healthcare professionals or is there an avenue for individuals who've experienced loss to come to the summit and receive some type of education, resources, anything at that moment? Yeah, it is open to anyone who um, would like to learn more. And many times the parents will even tell us the the presentations are geared for health professionals. So many times parents will tell us, I didn't understand everything, but I understood enough to know that I'm really grateful for the work that they're doing. And so there's there's certainly um, fantastic opportunities um, for for us all to to learn from each other um, in that way. Oh, awesome. I'm glad to hear that. Um, Now, ton of different initiatives going on. How do you measure the impact of the programs and the different initiatives that you have out there? Like, how do you know what you're doing is working and what defines success in those avenues for you? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question because at the end of the day, really our, our ultimate objective is to work ourselves out of a job, right? That we, (laughs) we hope that if we could just wipe pregnancy loss off the, the planet, then this would it would be fantastic, but that's not a very realistic um, ask at this this particular moment. And so, you know, we really are just focusing on the the individual impact that we have for families. We've um, just been going through and doing um, significant program um, evaluations for all of our um, our individual programs, and just trying to identify what it is that that families find helpful or that they maybe wish um, was was there that isn't, that we can um, adapt and change some of those those programs. And we're just constantly trying to, um, you know, recognize that there's um, there's lots of different ways to measure measure that impact. And so how how each individual family or person defines that is is a big part of that for us. Now, to anyone who's listening and they just feel, you know, a tug on their heart to get involved with Star Legacy Foundation, how can just regular everyday person get involved and, you know, link arms with the foundation to really help in this particular area? Yeah, one of, one of the easiest ways is to um, you know, reach out to us, info, I-N-F-O, at starlegacyfoundation.org. Um, or follow us on social media and, and reach out to us through through those channels. We're happy to have um, everyone really, you know, kind of be part of part of this family because we know it's going to take a lot of effort, and we are just so in, so honored to have anyone join us that's willing and, and interested. Good deal. And I'll definitely put that email address and the link to the website in the notes. So if you don't have a pen, don't worry; it will be there for you. And I do think it's wonderful how very responsive you all are on social media. That's how I found out about the organization. And I sent in just like a DM about you coming. And I got a response. And I'm like, oh, I didn't really expect that. But yes, you all are very responsive on social media. So when she says connect on social media, please do. You'll you'll get some type of information there. So kudos to you all for that. Um couple more questions I want to ask you. Um, how can an individual who is dealing with loss, has dealt with loss, honor um, their baby with Star Legacy Foundation? Do you have any avenues for that at your particular organization? 
We do, and, and we really try to be flexible to allow families to um, honor their baby in ways that, that feel good to them. Yeah. Um, some, of, some of the easiest and, and maybe simplest are as we have a, um, a star wall where we, we call all of, of these babies our stars. And so and anyone can add their baby's name to, to their, the star wall. And that's, that's one way that we just constantly remember um, all of these babies. And, and it serves as a reminder to us about why we're doing the work that, that we're doing. We also have a lot of families who will um, create like a memorial page for their um, baby on our website. Yeah. We have a lot of families who have um, like events or, or different activities in their local community for their family and friends and do it in honor of, of their baby. And, and we're happy to help support that in, in um, some certain ways. We also have um, a lot of what we call champion events, but they're, they're local community events where people can um, gather in, in the local community. And a lot of times it's, it's a great opportunity for lots of um, families who have had these similar experiences to get together and, and say their baby's names and share their stories. And, and again, just kind of recognize that they're, they're not alone. Um, some of these events get really creative. Our, our volunteers are just amazing at coming up with just different ways to, to honor the babies and recognize that or allow families to, to get involved. We also um, do quite a, quite a few events um, virtually through, through social media and just trying to recognize ways that we can, um, you know, share these babies' names and, and know that they still have a place um, in all of our hearts and in our lives moving forward, even though it looks differently than, than what we had hoped for. Absolutely. Thank you so much for offering those um, avenues. Very much appreciate it. Um, and it's not as well known about the different avenues to still honor such a heavy loss. So to have those there is definitely, um, it helps to, to heal your heart in a unique way if you're experienced or have experienced um, a loss similar to this. Um, future plans, aspirations for Star Legacy Foundation. What's next? What do you hope for? Um, what do you want to achieve overall for the organization? Yeah, you know, we, it, like I said before, we actually um, constantly hope that we, we don't, aren't needed, but our, our biggest goal is to really make a, a huge um, impact in reducing the number of these losses that we see um, certainly worldwide, but we're starting here in the U.S. and, and putting most of our resources um, into our local communities. And we want to to make, um, you know, we're working on several um, programs and initiatives that we hope will help break some of that that silence and the the stigma yeah. that that exists around that. And so that health professionals um, have the education and the training, but also the tools to have these conversations with families. Um, and especially on the, the prevention side and maybe even before some of these um, losses may happen so that families have every opportunity to, to have that safe and healthy um, pregnancy, but then also every opportunity to receive the support that they need. And, and part of that starts from um, just having conversations like these out, out in the open. And so we, we have lots of initiatives aimed at trying to support those um, health professionals that are um, doing just the, doing this good work and and ways to help equip um, those that that are wanting to to get more um, progressive in, in their care. Wonderful. Um, well, Lindsay, you are definitely making an impact, and I'm sure it's fulfilling to see like all the work that you're putting out there and being a significant help to so many others. I'm just curious. Um, 
with this topic being so close to home for you, why, why continue to work specifically in this vein and have the personal struggle of, I guess, like the consist consistently facing stillbirth again, Mm -hmm. every day in your work? Yeah, I think at this point, um, well, two, two things from a, from a personal side, this is how I now parent um, my, my son who died. And so there's, there's lots of ways that we can channel that parenting energy. And this was something that I could, could use that, that time and energy that I wanted to, um, you know, raise him into a, a, a good productive member of our society. I'm, I'm now using that to have his legacy, um, mean, mean something to other, other people on this, this earth. And we're just having to do that in a, in a different way. And so that, that really is kind of what, what continues to, to drive me personally. But I think the, because I did have a um, professional background in, in healthcare, it, it also does, it, it's so much of this speaks to the, um, my, my science brain, my, yes. that, that side of it. And so, um, and, and it has been long enough for me. It's not, not that I forget because we never forget, yeah. but but it it is um, easier for me as as I get further out to to let it be about other families and and to really put that um, emphasis on on what they need and where those those gaps are. Awesome. Well, I completely relate to that, uh, and I completely understand. Uh, you know, having the podcast and creating a space. You know, the emphasis being that having conversations on here that I thought I would have the opportunity to have with with Hannah. And so um, I'm a little bit closer to it. Hannah passed in 2022. It's very hard to continue to, um, you know, even say the name of the podcast sometimes, but I feel like just a face, like I don't have to solve the problems of the world, but just the face of someone who's dealing with, has dealt with, is currently walking through a similar situation. I feel like can be so helpful um, to anyone who's experiencing the loss. So I just want to keep showing up and I appreciate you and your organization for continuing to show up and make such an impact in the community. Um, So we end every episode with the same question. I'm interested for your piece of encouragement or feedback, especially from the health community. Um, Are you going to tell us to take our vitamins or we need to go get our flu shots? (laughs) No, but seriously, um, what is the best piece of advice that you've received or a piece of advice you'd love to pass on to someone that you deeply care about? Yeah. You know, I think the the thing that I was told once that I try to to remember hard all the time is is to love hard, um, and really just tell those people that you love every day that that you love them and um, cherish those moments that you get get with them and and try to be present in in those moments and and yeah just just love those around you really hard. Oh, that was good. That was a good one. Yes, love <laughs> hard. I love it. Hannah Tive, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you picked up on a ton of wonderful resources. As I said, I will place the links to Star Legacy Foundation website and the different initiatives and ways that you can jump in in the notes. So feel free to check those out, connect with the organization and see how you can get plugged in. Um, Until next time, everyone, take care.
Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Hey Hannah podcast. We hope that you found inspiration, insight, and encouragement in our conversation today. If you enjoyed this episode and want to stay connected with us, be sure to like, subscribe, and review the Hey Hannah podcast. Your feedback helps us reach more people and spread our message of love and wisdom. You can also follow us on social media at Hey Hannah Podcast. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok to stay updated on all the latest episodes, behind the scenes exclusives, and engaging content. And for those of you who prefer the visual experience, catch the video versions of our podcast on our YouTube channel. Just search Hey Hannah Podcast and hit that subscribe button to never miss an episode. For even more Hey Hannah goodness, visit our website at www.heyhannapodcast.com. There you'll find updates, bonus content, and join a community that embraces you with open arms. Your continued support truly means the world to us. Together, let's spread love, share wisdom, and honor every precious moment. Because here at Hey Hannah, we believe that life is meant to be lived well. Remember, a new episode of the Hey Hannah podcast is released every Wednesday. So mark your calendars and be sure to tune in. Thank you again for being a part of Hannah's Hive. Until next time, take care. Entertainment.